We are back. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Episode two, Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, Lindsey. Uh, how are you doing? You know what? Not too bad, but I just feel like I put it out there on Twitter earlier today and I said, first podcast, Jesse Bates is back. Second podcast, there's a fight at training camp, the last day of training camp. I'm okay with this because we have plenty of content to get to, but I don't know if we're good luck or bad luck, but we have plenty to get to when it comes to that fight today. And I'm sure you watched the video, you heard what happened, Aaron Donald, some of the Bengals players, helmets involved. What do you think about that this afternoon? Oh, it's uh, I, I bet both teams are probably upset that fans are able to get video again, <laughs> because yeah. if this happened last year, the, there would have been no video. It would have just been a few pictures and they could have downplayed the whole thing. But now that there's a video. We just know that with all types of reactions to anything these players do, if there's a video of it, it just elicits such a bigger response. And you can think of plenty of examples of that, but. I don't know. It seemed like, you know, people cared a lot about what Kareem Hunt did and then Tyree killed does something similar, but there's video of Kareem Hunt. So that's the big deal. Even though you hear about the other one, just seeing versus hearing is a, is a big deal. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's nice that, you know, they've got some fight to them. You know, they, uh, the Bengals didn't just, you know, let anybody push them around. And I mean, apparently Lyle Collins was doing a lot of the pushing around, but, uh, yeah, I my first reaction was okay. I just hope uh, everybody's okay. Was basically my reaction. I didn't have some sweeping reaction about it. I it this happens in preseason. It's unfortunate that it happened to the Bengals, but they showed some fight, and I don't know. That, to me, this stuff happens. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with it's the last day of training camp. They have a preseason game in a couple of days. That's going to be the preseason finale. And they're ready to wrap all of this stuff up. They're ready to get to regular season. You have the team in town that you've been going against, and it's another team. You lost your ring, too. So, of course, you're going to feel a different type of way. You see photos out there, Aaron Donald. And a lot of people are like, why is he swinging that helmet? It's dangerous. But for me personally, when I think about Cincinnati and LC out there, you think about Joe Burrow's old offensive line. Guys coming up to bat for him. No one's going to touch the merchandise. And that guy, he isn't afraid to step in. I'm a little afraid when you see the image right now of 99 with that Bengals me <laughs> right now. It's a pretty crazy image. But personally, again, this is going to be something that there are reports out there. The league can't do anything always to be determined if something happens, if there's a big fine or anything like that. I don't see a suspension or anything like that happening. But when the best defensive player in the NFL is holding one of your helmets. Two. A little, a little terrifying. A little terrifying right now. Yeah, I uh, I thought of this, and I think I, I put tweeted it somewhere in a reply. But um, for those who know, <laughs> to me, he looks like a Dark Souls uh, boss enemy. Just like take the scariest thing you can think of, Aaron Donald, and then let's just give him two blunt objects to swing around. You know, I thought that was pretty frightening image. Pretty. Uh, I'm glad everybody's okay from the swing. It looked like uh, John Shear and shout out. I think had a slowed down video of the one connecting and it looked like it was Cordell Volson. I'm sure he's fine because we didn't hear anything about it, but 
campus. Like, oh my goodness, I don't think I think I would have I would have hit the ground and there was an ambulance coming if Aaron Donald hit me with a helmet, even if I was wearing one. Yeah, we'll stay with Aaron Donald right now because they had two practices. Again, fans were back there. You're able to see some of the video there of reporters at camp. What did you think about the offensive line going up against the Rams? Um, you know, it is what it is with Aaron Donald. He's going to win most of his reps. Uh, it looked to me, I thought in the clips, cause I'm not there, but in the clips, everything I've watched, it looks like Alex Kappa could hold his own a little bit, even though he's getting bull rushed, he's getting knocked back. There was the one play he gets like lifted off his feet, but he didn't get beat quick. And that allowed the center to come over and help. And I think that's a, Hey, if Quentin Spain was getting lifted off of his feet in the Super Bowl rather than beat outside and uh, Hopkins is able to come over and give a shot to him or, you know, give him some help. We might be talking about a different ending. So I'm okay with it. I know it sucks to get bull rush. It's kind of demasculating to get lifted off your feet by somebody, but that's better than when you lose outside in the, uh, in the finesse route to me, because it just gives you, as long as you don't get knocked over onto your butt, you know, you're, you're holding yourself up. It's a loss, but it's a loss that somebody can help you. When you think of the Super Bowl, uh, a couple of things come to mind. Me personally, I think of the last couple seconds that if Joe Burrow would have had maybe one second longer, he throws the game winner to Jamar Chase for a touchdown. I think one of the things I was looking forward to in the joint practice was Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase. Jamar showing he can go up against the best in the league, one of the best in the league. Jalen also talked about Jamar yesterday, you know, giving him credit. Like he's one of the top receivers in the league. What did you think about that matchup just in the last couple of days of practice? Oh, I mean, it's uh, best on best. Um, I, you hear about Jalen Ramsey had a pick today, but Jamar Chase also got a deep touchdown. They're going to win. They're going to win. What Each one of them is going to win some reps. It's just this is the best versus the best. And, you know, maybe it's not the best as of this moment wide receiver and the best as of this moment cornerback, but they're in the same tier. They're both the elites of the elites. And they go against each other. You see Jamar win some reps. You see Jalen win some reps. And that's kind of what you expect when you get these type of matchups, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I thought the comment was cool because Jalen sometimes is very uh, dismissive or trash talking about some of these guys. So, uh, yeah, hearing him actually call, you know, Jamar one of the best receivers in the league. It's like, OK, you know, like he says a, either about teammates or if he really respects somebody. I think he needs to say that because he saw those highlights in the Super Bowl and, and his his self planted on the ground when, when Jamar got loose. So he definitely remembers what happened in that game. Speaking of wide receivers, I kind of threw this out earlier on social media and you think about Jamar Chase. And one of the things I think Bengals fans really want to hear is that national love, the wide receiver group. Are they the best in the NFL? And I'm going to throw this at you right now. Of course, the top 100 in the NFL, some feel is a popularity contest. I think Jamar deserved to be in the top 15. But look, he's going to show a lot of people what he can do in year two. Can Jamar Chase be the best wide receiver in this league by the midway point of the season? Yeah, I don't see why not. Look, he was he had just had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Um, you mean you've got the Devontae Adams, the Tyreek Hills, the Justin Jeffersons, uh, whoever else you want to throw in there, Stephon Diggs maybe. He's in that tier right now. So if you wanted to make the argument, especially let's say he goes off for 200 yards in a game, you want to say at this moment, I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the league. You could honestly say that right at this moment, even after his rookie season and probably, oh, I didn't mention Cooper Cup. Should mention him. <laughs> Almost 2,000 yards. But anyway, uh, when you 
when you're up in that elite of the elite, I feel like you could make the argument right now. Like, yeah, I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the league because I value whatever. It's what you value. Like, do you value the separation that a Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs can bring you? Do you value the big plays of uh, Jamar Chase or Tyreek Hill? Or do you value, like, uh, the consistency and movement skills of Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup? You know, it, it's all just buckets to me. You know, that's those are the best of the best deep threats. Those are the best of the best at doing this, that. So if you value the explosiveness, the body control, the tracking, everything that Jamar Chase can do on those deep vertical routes, then yeah, you can make the argument he's the best receiver in the league. And especially midway point of the year, let's say he already has 800 yards or something on pace for like 1600 yards, easily can make that argument. I think some of the highlights over the last couple weeks at training camp and really all of training camp, even without Joe Burrow, is what camp Jamar Chase is having out there. You think of last year being rookie of the year, exceeding expectations when he couldn't catch a ball in preseason. I think that was all a trick to prove everybody wrong. Like, look, I can't. Yeah, we just wait till regular season. We'll be fine. When you think of the connection he continues to have with Burrow, obviously it was a little odd before camp when, when Joe Zeleny has the surgery and he comes back. How does Jamar Chase exceed expectations? This, uh, well, I would think he, so the things I think of that could, that plagued him last year were, I mean, it's from the preseason, although not nearly as big of an issue, but the drops. And I think of that play against the chargers that we could all point back to where he's open and Burrow hits him in the hands and he turns what should be what, like a 75 yard touchdown type play into an interception because he bobbled it. I mean, you can't have those if you're going to be the best receiver in the league, he's still top five uh, in my opinion. And you could make the case for him, but for somebody like me, I'm, I'm just, I want to see him come down with that ball. I want to see him not bobble anything, just catch basically everything. He doesn't have to catch absolutely everything, obviously, but you know, just cut that down, cut it down to like three drops this season or two drops, just something like that, where it's like, Oh, those are just freakish drops and everything else is whatever, because you could make the argument that he still has a little bit of a drop concern. Um, I don't know about anything else being too much of an issue. He had an issue in the middle of the season. It felt like with some cloud stuff where they roll the safety over the top and play a corner tight underneath on him, basically a bracket, a, a zone bracket of sorts. Uh, but it felt like he kind of figured out some ways to both overcome that. And then also that was when T Higgins was just going nuclear for like a hundred, 150 yards every other game. So I don't know. I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him just catch more of his targets and not cause any big plays to come back because he couldn't hold on. We'll stay with wide receivers. Did you get a chance to see our final results from our poll that we put out there? Stanley Morgan, Trent Taylor. Yeah. It was very close. I I was surprised that Trent won. I don't know. I, I value Stanley more, but I get it. Uh, Trent, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that it's a little bit of Trent making that big play in preseason game two, made a diving catch. If Stanley makes that catch, maybe it's 55-45 the other way, but I get it. You know, it, it's all right. <laughs> I have my people. I want Twitter world to know I have nothing against Stanley Morgan because I hope that this guy lights it up a special teams guy, a wide receiver, number four. I'm cool with Trent Taylor and Stanley Morgan, who are both going to make the roster being that number four and a little 
up at number five wide receiver for them. That's not a bad thing. As I mentioned in the last episode, when you have Joe Burrow on your side and you say this guy's a leader and it makes a difference when it is Stanley Morgan, this is the guy you want on your team. You want in the offense. You want in the wide receiver room. You have T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. You know, these guys see it. They have a brotherhood and, and they know that this guy's a difference maker too. So it's not it's a win-win situation. You get Trent Taylor and Stanley Morgan out there, and hopefully they're making plays, and I think they can with Joe Burrow. We got plenty to get to because I'm so ready. I'm not gonna lie. When you get to the finish line, preseason three's days away, you just want it to be over. I, I know the starters really aren't gonna be up there at all. They're gonna have their ball caps on at Paycor Stadium, ready to wrap it up. We're gonna be counting down as soon as they hit the first quarter. For that game to wrap up and get to Steelers week for this team. But uh, we'll get to that in just a moment on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.